Welcome to the Business Family Marriage Podcast with Tim Smoyer. Hi, I'm Bill Scott. I am the guy who's responsible for Tim and Dana meeting each other through a radio show I did back in 1997. Now, it's so fun to see them start their marriage life together nine years later as youth workers. At that time, they were making about $14,600 a year, but today they're growing a successful seven-figure business providing YouTube strategy for some of the world's top brands and creators. It's pretty phenomenal to watch. And during that time, they somehow managed to have seven kids in eight years. <laughs> that's, that's, that's crazy. It's almost like a record. Hey, I'm actually a business owner myself. I'm a radio personality who does fundraising for Christian radio stations all over the world. But I'm also a husband and a father, so I know how crazy life can be. Like when you're like the Smoyers, trying to manage your business, family, and marriage all at the same time. It's intense. Hello. One of the things I appreciate about Tim is he's willing to try new things when solving many of the problems that come up with the kind of lifestyle uh, that they have. Whether it's ongoing work-life balance problems, marriage struggles, business issues, or something else. In this podcast, he shares what he's learning what's worked, what hasn't, and what he's trying next to grow a fruitful business, family, and marriage. For more on that today, here's Tim. Good evening. Good to hang out with you guys here. I have a special guest, my very first guest. For this podcast. <laughs> Does that make me special? <laughs> you are special. It's my wife. Um, we have a question from Dave that I thought was really good about managing time and balancing time with spouse and kids and work and for yourself and all of that. And I think that's been a, a struggle for us. Um, and I feel like we've got a couple, we've kind of gotten to a place where we've got some things at work. But, um, yeah, here's, here's a question from Dave. And if you guys have questions that you want to ask in the future or responses, anything, I love hearing from you guys. So, um, in the show notes, there's a link where you can do what Dave did and just leave a quick little voice message and it's, you don't need to download any apps or anything. It's just super easy to do straight from your phone. So, uh, but, but here's the voice message that Dave left. Hey, Tim, this is Dave. I'm going to give this another try here. I am really curious to learn from you and your wife's strategies and tips for prioritizing and managing time with your spouse, time with your family, even while still trying to move your business forward. Just to give you a little background, I'm self-employed in remodeling. My wife runs a part-time business, and then I'm also trying to do YouTube on the side. And on top of all that, we have three kids ages six, four, and one about. So we struggle with this a bit, and we would love to learn from what you guys have found to be helpful. So I would really appreciate that. Thanks for all you do. I love these podcasts, and can't wait to hear more. What do we do, wife? <laughs> uh, I, I asked her this question earlier, and uh, and she started like rattling stuff off. And I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> like, save her for the podcast. <laughs> like, it's all good stuff. So um, I feel like this has changed for us over the years. Uh, when we had one kid, then two, then three, and now seven. Um, it looks different in every season. Yeah. And also even like if we're in a, 
zombie state where we're just not sleeping that much because the kids is like a newborn. Um, but then also with breastfeeding and that makes it hard to get away. And I would say the one consistent thing though, like through all those seasons, um, I think we started when we had maybe three kids, maybe two. It's been a while, but we started like setting aside the Sabbath, setting aside our Saturdays and protecting that. Yeah. So we decided like we need to set a rhythm for our our family, uh, like a, like a weekly thing that we can, we just kind of know this is what our week looks like and how it's structured. Little things change in terms of doctor's appointments and things like that from here and there. But for the most part, we have some set rhythms that just keep our family grounded and keep us on the right track. And one of those is, um, practicing this idea of a, um, of a day of rest once a 24 hour period we do ours Friday night to Saturday night and it just works best for our, our schedule. Well, it was kind of like trying to figure out like, how do we get into a really healthy rhythm? And so like, where's a better place to turn than to scripture? And how did God set it up when he created the earth? What did he set up to work best? And that was, he worked for six days and then he rested on the seventh. Yeah. And so instead of just trying to fit in a day off whenever possible, like it was like no, like you schedule it and yeah. you commit to it. Yeah. Yeah, like this is gonna Our, be it. Every seventh day, every Saturday, we're not working. Yeah, and I think when what I used to think of as a day of rest uh, which for us in terms of this question is like this is our time for our family. Uh, it's, it's set aside every week, 24 hours where our kids know and we know that we are going to have time for our family. And uh, I used to think that a day of rest was just not like working um, – uh, like going to work or if it, it was like, I was still working. It wasn't restful for me. And at first it was like, okay, if we're gonna do a day of rest for me, like it was baby steps for me. It was like, can I just go 24 hours without checking my email? And that was how, that's how I got started. Nothing else changed. And that was really hard for me to do. What year was that? How many years ago was that? I, I remember we were in, say... our, in our old, old house. Our little house. Yeah. <laughs> Or 900 square feet that yeah, we grew we, to eight of us. Yeah, we started house. our business and grew our family to, to eight uh, people. To eight people. No, well. We yeah, moved yeah, in at people, four yeah. and we doubled our size yeah. in 900 square feet. Yeah. I want to say that was probably around 2013 or 14. Okay, so it's been six or seven years now we've yep. been doing this. Wow, I didn't realize it that long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was how we just, that was how it got started. Uh, actually, it ultimately got started because we had some other people, friends of ours, who were doing that kind of thing. We're like, what is that? It's kind of weird. They invited us in to be able to s- yeah, see a well, glimpse of a new rhythm. Yeah, so the way, it, the, way, the way it looks is on Friday night, we have a big celebratory fun meal. And throughout the week, the kids, we our whole family just drinks like almond milk, water, <laughs> you know. And then... Um, the Friday night, they get uh, sugar-free sodas like Zevias, or they can get juice. And like you know, um, we usually don't have much sugar during the during the week, but we'll 
do a little sugar treats on that day. So it becomes like this big, fun, festive thing the kids look forward to, sometimes with other families. So they invited us in, and we were like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know? Like, And then I read a book called Every Good Endeavor by Tim, Tim Keller. Really good book um, about connecting our work to God's work. And in there, he talked about this idea of having a Sabbath day of rest. And so... That is something our kids look forward to, something I look forward to. I have no problem not checking email anymore for that that day. And like right now, we're coming off of that. Today was this week's Shabbat, and we watched a family movie. Um, we Yeah, so it, it just, just, just it looks it different fun. in different seasons. And we just know Saturdays, well, every other Saturday for us especially is like family focused. We're going to do something fun with the kids. Whether that's just, you know, we just need to sit and rest and watch a movie together. Um, we do that. Our kids don't watch screen time, don't get screen time unless we're doing it together as a family, making memories together. And so that's a very special event for our family. Um, or find a fun park to go to, or go swimming, or just or play games. Or go for um, a hike. Yeah, so just something that's specifically, like, together as a family, we're going to do this, and the activity varies depending on what our energy level is that day. I think part of the struggle for me in doing that in the beginning too is like I can't afford to take a day off. That was the fear I had. It was like I I am the only one working on this business or in Dave's case on this YouTube channel or, or something. It's like and if I'm not working, nothing is happening. And and you feel all that pressure to like you can't afford not to work. And I think what I learned is I couldn't afford to not not work. Well, I think it was <laughs> I think it was a trust factor of are you trusting yourself to bring all the money in, or are you trusting that God's the actual provider for our family? And yeah. that was a huge lesson for you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so every other Friday to Saturday we have a family rest day. And then on the alternating ones, um, Dan and I have been learning that we uh, also need time just for ourselves. And so once a month, it's Dana's day of rest where uh, the kids and I are still going to have a family day together doing something. But then Dana is off and she either goes and meets up with friends or goes and just does shopping or fun shopping not like grocery shopping like <laughs> something whatever i want to do whatever you want to do tank yeah. or go hide in the basement and just quilt yeah and I, or so. i do and then once a month it's mine uh my and i usually go out to lunch with like with a couple guy friends or something and or play xbox and get caught up in my video games or just something <laughs> that's like just for me so um that rhythm has been has been good on a weekly basis. Another one that we do is we have scheduled during the week date nights mm -hmm. and like that scheduled as they're on the calendar. So we see it every single week and it's just there in front of us. And we have babysitters. Uh, babysitters is usually like, I find where people, well, a couple things. It's like one, uh, we can't afford the babysitters or, mm -hmm. or, and, or, even if I could, I don't know where to get them. And I think that's one, uh, a community problem. And, but even if you don't have the community problem, you still can't find one. Then it's a, uh, we use care.com 
and have had some relatively good success with that. Um, definitely try more than one person if you use it because <laughs> the first one might not be the best uh i think and do an interview and have them just yep. come and meet first before yeah. you actually leave <laughs> that's right uh i think we we tried three on there yeah yeah um and actually we have a I interviewed three trialed two kept one yeah so. and that one turned into our nanny actually yeah. uh, which is not what we're talking about yet but just in terms of date night um, if you can't find someone, at date least nights go there. we usually go with like teenage girls in our church community. Um, and with seven kids, we typically, especially we starting off, yeah. we we hire two at a time. Um, and then after they've had a few weeks with us, then they feel brave enough to do all seven kids by themselves. Yeah. So, but we they get the same. They get their increased pay. Like so, if there's two sisters. Um, coming, we pay both sisters a certain amount, and then if only one of them comes, they get the amount for if there were two of them. So yeah. we've learned that they stick around a lot better if you pay them well and make it worth their time as well. So yeah, I'm like, I want you to feel motivated to come back. So. Yeah, but then there's weeks that and the kids are good. They're, I mean, it sounds like when I say that the kids are like terrors or something. They're not. They do great. In fact. We've had sitters who are like, I would much rather watch your seven kids than like one or two kids of some other people's families. Yeah. So, but, um, but then there's the weeks that it's not in the budget to have a babysitter or the babysitters are busy. And so, but with having it on the calendar, that's like still a reminder like, oh, this is blocked aside for us to have our time together. We don't have a babysitter tonight, but we know this is coming up. So we can make sure that we finish dinner early and get the kids to bed early and, if necessary, give them a little melatonin to help them <laughs> fall asleep and and just be um, diligent about having that time together, even though it might not look as great doing it at home, but you can it's get creative with it. Yeah, yeah. Watch something or... That's true. We games. don't usually watch anything else unless it's an at-home date night. Yeah. So. Like we don't... Yeah. Our TV... We don't have TVs visible really in our house. Which has been funny. I feel like recently we've had two different kids be like, where's your TV? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we do have one. It's just not front and center. Yeah. Our we home. don't... Our, our living room isn't organized around it like you might see in a normal house. Um, we... Uh, yeah, so we'll just play cards. We'll might just sit and talk and have a, you know, drink of something. Yeah, Yeah. or a special treat or you'll maybe cook, bake something or, or we'll bake something together sometimes. And, Mm -hmm. um, uh, sometimes during the summer, it's like, let's just go out to the garden and pick strawberries and eat them while we talk. I do. I do like walking around our property and just getting outside, enjoying the evening. Yeah. So we have found that that has been important. And I think if I, I don't know if this is true actually or not. Let me see what you think. That I think it ultimately comes down to a belief, maybe value system, and then a commitment to it. Where it's like, if you don't protect it, other things will always crowd it out. Because it just doesn't feel urgent. It doesn't feel like as needed or as necessary in the moment than the growing email inbox or the doing the budget and doing the bills or like whatever the thing is there's just uh, and then some people just overcommit on their families and they've got kids who are on the different 
things every night and uh right, and now they don't have time for themselves and each other i feel other. like it's a lot easier like if the if we don't have a babysitter to be like well we don't have a babysitter we're not paying anybody tonight so this other event came up so i'm gonna go do this while you stay at home with the kids and um doing that too many times in a row i think if we mess two for sure three weeks in a row if we don't get out together alone or have an at-home date um things start getting a little tense it gets a little awkward <laughs> to start it again. You're like, hey, I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks, you know? Right. Yeah, it's, it's this kind of, you gotta you get out of that ramp rhythm up again. And it's, yeah, just like, well, what, what do we do on these nights? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, having a date night, protecting it. And uh, I heard someone, I think it was on our wedding day. It was, I remember there was an old guy. I don't know who he was, but uh, someone from your dad's church, I think. <laughs> You know where this is going? No. Oh. So he stands there and he's like, remember, he's like, you can either pay the babysitter now or the divorce lawyer later. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it might be a little, a little uh, dramatic, but his point was made though. I don't know in if terms that's dramatic. Of like, I think that's a lot of truth right there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that's kind of stuck with me, <laughs> especially when it's like your wedding day. You're like, okay, this old guy's giving me advice. I have no idea who he is. Uh, but, um, so I think it's just like saying, Hey, we believe this is, this is important. This matters. And we're going to say no to other things in order to say maybe no to good things so that we can say yes to the best things, the things that are actually going to keep our relationship and our marriage and our family, um, just running smoothly and things. So, so there's the date night thing. Another thing I was thinking of that we do also, and this has been more recent for us, is we've designated uh, one night a week for us to have just our own time. Uh, and so kind of like we have our own once a week or once a month um, Sabbath where we just have go to do whatever we want to ourselves. We also, like my night is Thursday night. Well, yeah, Thursday nights and yours is Wednesday nights. Mm -hmm. So your Wednesday nights, you typically get together with your small group Bible study ladies who are kind of like your your best friends. And mm -hmm. um, sometimes you do Bible studies, sometimes you don't. But yeah, you just get together with, with them. Yep. And then my Thursday nights, uh, every other Thursday, I uh, go to another guy's house and he kind of has like a fatherhood uh, mastermind roundtable discussion type thing that I go to and then on the in between Thursdays I either just do something by myself here and you take over putting kids in bed and everything and um and I can either meet up with some other guys sometimes I'll invite guys over here to our house to just hang out at the fire and just talk and chill um other times I'll play some Xbox or so just having that personal time just for us and there have been a few times I've worked that time instead. I, a few? Yeah, and I, I try not to. <laughs> um, I feel like that's on me to protect that time, but uh, sometimes I'm like, I, I can't. I got like consultations all day tomorrow, and I, the only time I have to prep for them is now. And but, So I'm kind of preaching to Maybe myself. Maybe you just need a different night. Look at the calendar. No. Um I think what I need to do is actually on Wednesdays, because Wednesdays afternoons for me are usually a little bit more flexible, is look ahead and be like, oh, mm -hmm. like Friday is back to back. Like I have, let's say, four consultations, five consultations that day. I need to prep for them now so I don't have to do that on 
You got to get out of that regular high school, I'm, college rhythm of yes, cramming for the test in, the night before. <laughs> I am in the rhythm of the, I look at the next day's schedule the night before. Right. And instead of doing like a weekly review of what's coming up. I was, I would say I'm like a 66% hit rate on having my, maybe 75% like of actually having my Thursdays. Um, I don't know. I don't, be, miss the, I don't miss the actually, in between ones where I where I go to Jeremy's. That's true. Uh, and so sometimes I miss the in between ones. Yeah. So I think it's probably like seventy five percent of the time I do it. Yeah. yeah so, so I would say in this season that we're in right now, we're just learning a lot about protecting or not protect. Well, maybe protecting, um, but taking care of ourselves. And when mom and dad are being taken care of really well, then the family benefits from that and the kids benefit from that. So I think before we've had a lot of times of like, oh, but we need to like have one-on-one time with our children or making sure that they are getting their needs met. And, but we were kind of sacrificing ourselves in those seasons of being more kid focused than mom and dad focused. And, um, we learned that really didn't go so well. And we started really struggling ourselves Um, and so now that we're learning to take care of ourselves, I think it's a lot more, um, like the day to day is easier. Well, maybe not easier, but it's more, we have more capacity to give to our kids whenever we are protecting ourselves and taking care of ourselves. So, um, yeah, so I think, I think that's a, a key thing of making sure that we are healthy and then that just overflows into our kids and teaches them yeah, that their, their demeanor is much more calm and secure. They're not fussing at each other as much. I think they just, if there's tension, when there's tension between us, they sense that. And maybe that's just tension, just not intimacy maybe. And they, and I think that kind of spills over to the, to the kids too. Yeah. Um, I guess the last thing that comes to mind for me is, and this is this is a little bit more of a newer thing for us too, but um, because, like I said in the beginning, like how we do this, we've done it really poorly for seasons of our lives, and we've done it well. I think we're in a season right now. We're doing it maybe better than usual, and I think it's because we sit down, we make it intentional. But I think another thing has really helped is we have hired more people to uh, serve to our help family. In the house, yeah. yeah. So for like one. We hired a cleaning service. We have a housekeeper who comes every other Friday. And she does a, an amazing job of doing the deep clean. All the, the mopping, the scrubbing, the vacuuming, the like just uh, changing the bed sheets and um, running those laundry, like running all that through the laundry and all that. Because that was something like if we could get some extra time together, like this, the cleaning has to happen, right? Like we're not going to live in a in a pigsty so rather than you and the kids doing that would it be worth our money to pay someone else to do that so we can have that time together as a family and i think for most of our lives we're like no but now that we have a bigger space to accommodate the larger family and all the hosting and hospitality stuff that we like doing uh it's it's uh that became more necessary and the other person that we hired as a family employee is this nanny and our it kind of mostly start like we know other people who have had the nanny or the uh, uh, poor what are those called we get au pair au pair there we go <laughs> that word that i don't know uh and 
our financial advisor we started using, he was like, hey, guys, if you make over 200000 a year, then it's a no-brainer for you to, like, it's worth the 42000 a year to hire someone full-time and have them come be, like, uh, a mom assistant? What do you call it? I don't know. We call her a nanny. Yeah, but a, a mom's aide or whatever. Basically, um, help aid. with the kids when we need it. Do some meal prep when we need it. Um, yeah, most of those are the most, main two things we have her do. But Well, and ours that we found loves to teach as well, which is amazing for me because yeah, she pitches in and does homeschooling as well. And so that's been a huge blessing. Um, and the kids really love her. She loves arts and crafts. So that was, that was the main one that... Um, we found her through care.com. Yeah, and trialed a few different people because we I feel wanted like this to be sponsored from Care.com. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and so that's just been huge, and and just having somebody in the house that I can get along with, that we mesh well with, um, and um, man, she's just amazing, and it's been super helpful. So I had to kind of do a mental shift on this and and because paying someone uh and we she's here part time she's not full time but paying someone part time or even full time feels like there's no way we can afford that or I could think of a thousand other better things to do with that money or you feel guilty um by like I'm paying someone else to do what I should be doing as a mob that's a hard one yeah, and I'm not in that position as much, but what stood out to me is um, in the Bible, this this woman in Proverbs 31 is held up as like the most, the most ideal, um, amazing wife and woman like you could possibly find. And someone pointed out to me, they're like, Tim, you know, what's the first thing this woman does when she wakes up every morning? And it's like, I don't know. They're like, well, it's not, she doesn't go pray. She doesn't go read her Bible. She doesn't do all these super spiritual things. Uh, she doesn't, you know, do meditation or whatever. First thing she does is she gets up and she prepares the house for her servants. Or in other words, her employees, you know, her, the people who are there. She, she gets up and she pre- prepares the house. And then once they start taking over the house, she goes out and does business deals and transactions and buys a vineyard and makes that fruitful and things. So, and buys, buys that field. So, uh, we were looking at that being like, oh, that's interesting. So, uh, that we've, I don't know. When I, when I noticed that, I was like, we should totally hire, help we have seven kids in eight years like that's not normal for today's standards anyway um and that is a lot of work and they expect you to do it all your own when you're yeah that's just that's just a lot and so that made it a little i was like okay this is actually a thing and now you are doing more of the business stuff too you are part-time with video creators now um even though you're 50 percent owner you are also um, reporting to another employee <laughs> as their assistant, which you've been doing a really good job at. So you are like legitimately contributing to the family's economy and to the income and to the business that way. So legitimately, now legitimately, yeah. What, a, what I wasn't legit before. No, I, you family. know what I mean. Like it's <laughs> like it has a financial impact. 
on the family, on uh, your work. I would say it had a financial impact before, too, with not paying somebody else to come in and help. Yes, but the part that... But now I get to do something outside of the house that I enjoy. And yeah, it's bringing you more life and energy, so your is. head isn't just always stuck in diapers and meal prep. So and when I come around the kids, I'm able to be more present with them and not dread all the work that just continues times seven. Yeah. So I don't know if you have anything to, any thoughts on that, but my main point, I guess, is like, depending what your income level is, it's absolutely worth hiring help uh, to come in and support your family if that's what you guys, if that's what someone needs. I don't think there's any shame or embarrassment in that. Um, well, I see it so. too. Like we get to bless somebody who like, this is their gifting and this is what they want to do for work as well. Like they want to come into somebody else's house and help them. And so to be able to help our nanny be able to do that for work and her not have to go choose something else. Like she enjoys being here and being with kids. And so especially with all the COVID restrictions and schools and everything, like this was like a perfect thing for a teacher to come and do. And um, yeah, so I don't see it just as we're putting money into this, but we're actually getting to bless another person and giving them an opportunity to work. Yeah. So I think I would say just overall, like, uh, this is where we're at now. It's not where we've always been. Not where we'll be in a couple of years. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's always been something that we figure something out and it works for maybe a month, two months, maybe three max. And then, and then we've always got to like come back and revisit it and be like, oh wait, okay, hold on, like we, this isn't working in well anymore. So the, I mean, the Sabbath one that's or been like, pretty steady. Yeah, but, and that's not changing. That's no. been working for many years, and that's sticking around. I think we're, I think we're getting. I think we're in a, we're getting into a, a pretty consistent rhythm now. But I remember when we first started trying to do oh, this, there was a lot it of was trial changing and error. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that was part of the process of like what works, what doesn't work. And yeah. I think we were also deepening our belief in like this actually needs to happen uh, because we were seeing the pattern more. Right. Because like, you get into happen. it and you do it and then you don't do it. And then you learn like, oh, we should do that again. And then you get into it for a little bit and then you stop for a little bit. And so. So I think we've been focusing on the like the balancing our relationship and time with the family and things. But in terms of the work side, it kind of sounds like I'm saying like work comes last. It doesn't, but um, I think in the beginning when it was just me working really, really like it was only me, uh, I was working long, hard hours, and I think there's an appropriate season for that. But it can't persist for like ten years or you know half your marriage or something. There's there's got to be a point where you're like. Um, at this date, if this business isn't doing this by that time, like I've got to try a different direction rather than continuing to chase something that's just not working and not happening and get stuck chasing a dream that is hurting your family. Um, so I do think there's seasons where it's like, Hey wife, um, I'm going to be working really hard and be Right after dinner, if your kids are bad, I'm going to go out to my office and keep working some more. And I really just got to get this thing launched, but here's the date. And so you mentally know that 
Like, it's not going to last forever. But there have been seasons where that continues on without a final yeah. date. And that's caused issues. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what we learned is, like, you can't just keep going at that pace and not have issues. So communication and defining boundaries, I think, are pretty important yeah. uh, for that. Uh, but but, I'm not, but I don't think it's inappropriate to have those seasons when they are needed as long as not like perpetual back-to-back season oh wife i just need one more week oh, i just need one more month or six more months we'll get there right. and then like two years later you're still saying the same thing like you can't do that shouldn't do that shouldn't but yeah you can't like you'll you'll it, and if you're like oh if marriage is still doing fine well huh you're probably not paying attention to it well enough to see that it's not at that point so I, yeah. I feel like we were probably in it for too long in the beginning. Oh yeah. Well, and all our, we have a lot of little kids. I mean, they're still young, but they're not. Right. We only have one almost out of diapers now. Well, and that's yeah, that's what I've been learning lately too. Is like part of postpartum depression can kick up whenever things are oh, not yeah. going well, when those rhythms are not in place and they're not being yeah. protected, and. I'm just now learning like what boundaries I should have had back in those years. And um, so now I'm just moving forward and trying to heal from those seasons that were really hard. Um, but things, things got pretty ugly. Yeah. So. But I'm thankful we have better that, rhythms. That's a time that for are... a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks Dave for the question. Hopefully there's something in there that is helpful. This is mostly just our story. Not things that we're necessarily prescribing. It's been mostly a journey of trial and error over yeah. the over the years. Um, more error than trial, maybe. Yeah, but I think <laughs> it's been good though because we've both been okay with trying different things and being like, I don't know if this is gonna work or not, but let's just try it. And if it doesn't work, we can do something different. So yeah. Yep. Well, if you guys have any other questions or reactions or feedback or follow up to that, you guys know how to. Uh, send a voice message in and leave a question or a comment and we'd love to uh, hear what you guys are thinking and thanks for hanging out we're gonna go to bed because this has been our hangout time yeah and you Date leave in the morning now. <laughs> <laughs> well you leave in the morning to drive to minnesota for how long we drive um, 14 hours yeah it'll be about without cruise control yeah. in that car yeah man all right we will catch with you guys later thanks for hanging out bye, bye.